Welcome to 3Q, where I interview industry professionals for just 15 minutes by asking three powerful questions. I'm your host, Rachel Vogel, and tonight we're joined by the talented Peter Gray, Executive Vice President and Head of Promotion at Columbia Records. Prior to working at Columbia, Peter worked for RCA Records and Warner Brother Records, where he began his tenure as the youngest major label head of promotion. He's also made multiple appearances on Billboard's 40 Under 40 and Variety's Hitmakers List. So chances are, if you've heard hit songs on the radio from artists like Harry Styles, Adele, Lil Nas X, Dua Lipa, or Alicia Keys, they started their journey to your ears and to the top of the charts in his office. So without further ado, Peter, it's an honor to have you join us. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having me. Of I appreciate course. the invitation. Well, like I said, super excited to have you join us. So with that, let's jump right in. Question one, imagine for a second, you're sitting down with your 25 year old self. What one piece of advice would you give him on a personal note? And what one piece of advice would you give him from a business perspective? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to answer your question with a question. Do you listen to the Prof G podcast? Are you familiar with Scott Galloway? I'm not. Prof G, he, he talks to incredibly impressive and influential and smart people, and he always finishes with that question about you know, oh, speaking wow. to your 25-year-old <laughs> self. It's a, it's a great question. So, uh, all right. Um, personal, I'll start with the personal advice. Personal advice to my 25-year-old self. I would I would encourage him to establish a... Uh, rigorous religious discipline around saving and investing money. And the conversation would be around um, the fact that the most powerful force on the planet, apart from love and maybe music, is compound interest. Mm -hmm. And the most powerful variable in the equation for compound interest is time. And when you're 25 years old, you got a lot of time. And if you put away five bucks or 50 bucks or $500 or whatever it is, and you do it with a great discipline and consistency, uh, your 47 year old self will thank you. And I think that's good advice for anyone um, at that age. You don't, you don't need a Range Rover. You don't need the watch. The things that you think, you, just trust me, I'm coming to you from the future. You don't need them. Uh, but what you do want, we work in music and we do what we do because we love it and we enjoy it and, and we have a passion around it. And, and at some point the music got all of us and we don't really have a choice. So we, so we do this thing that we do. Uh, but, but part of the reason we do it is about economic security and, um, and financial independence and, and a pathway to that uh, can be started with a great discipline at 25 years old. So that would be the personal advice. The professional advice is the same professional advice that was given to me around that same time. I remember I was just uh, starting an internship at a and Records uh, when I was finishing college in Wisconsin. And I asked uh, an artist at the time who was having a hit uh, if they had any advice for me uh, as I was getting started in the music business. And I was really surprised by the answer. And I'm also surprised that it stuck with me so clearly for so long because it was just amazing advice. And it sounds kind of ruthless and it's not meant to be, but it's very true. And the advice was, was this. Learn to identify the difference between winners and losers and surround yourself with winners and ditch the fucking losers, period. Right. It was just that simple. And right. It's 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 really powerful and useful advice. And there are a lot of like kind of cliches and generalizations around this. But I think the closest one is that you're going to turn into an average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So choose wisely. 
right? And, and choose people that are high quality, high character, high content people that you can work with, that you can compete with, that you can enjoy spending time with, and um, that you can make life-altering decisions with, um, and, and that you can enjoy being in one another's generation. Uh, and ultimately, uh, you can root for each other as you succeed along the way. So learn to identify the difference between winners and losers and surround yourself with winners and just ruthlessly ditch the people who are going to be anchors on your life and your career. That was, that's that's my, my, my professional and personal advice to my 25-year-old self. That's great advice. I don't even think I have anything to add to that. That was just a mic drop in itself. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. I'll, I'll try to come up with another one for question two. <laughs> no, yeah, that was great. I think that's really good advice. And I think that everyone listening can really take a lot away from that. So moving right into question number two, every industry has its dirty little secrets. And we both know that it's no different in the music industry. Sometimes people think that's a bad thing, but that's not always the case. Sometimes they can be great. What's one secret you would like to share with our listeners about the industry or specifically the world of promotion? So you're right. They, you know, it's not specific to the music business. Every industry has its its secrets. And, and if you zoom in on the music business, whether it's promotion or whether it's marketing or touring or publishing or publicity or what, whatever it is, every every different avenue every different you know kind of division of of our industry has its own you know just kind of secrets and levers to pull and buttons buttons to push and all of that but i think the big secret like the big secret of all of it and i don't know that it's a secret it's hiding in plain sight but it's the fact that it's a team sport the music business is a team sport and the music business also has a long-standing habit of you know, honoring itself and awarding itself and, and really recognizing individuals for, uh, for great achievements. And I'm not suggesting that individuals aren't, aren't entitled to the, or, or aren't deserving of, of that recognition. They certainly are. But the point that I'd like to make here is, is no one, no, no artist. And I think everybody would admit this. There's no artist that they don't top the airplay charts. They don't top the streaming charts. They don't. They don't sell out arenas and stadiums full of tickets. Um, they don't put songs in films and television. That you know, it takes an army of people to break new artists uh, here in the United States and around the world, and it takes an army of people to elevate the careers of superstars once they become household names. And I think that is really the secret: is that it's a team sport and. If the audience here are, are young people finding their way into the business, um, so you certainly want to attach yourself to great people who are, you know, not so much based on the ego, but but you want to be around people, as I mentioned, who are winners, who are clearly on track in their mm-hmm. careers. Um, and you want to have senior sponsorship and, and you want to, you know, kind of bounce around people who are successful. Uh, but you also want to be a part of their team um, because hanging around the hoop and being in it with, with them, uh, you're going to learn a lot. And you're going to see, importantly, what you can do uh, to be successful in your your own career. You're also going to see maybe more importantly things that you should not repeat mm-hmm. in your own career. 
Um, but I think that notion of it being a team sport, we get into the business and you see one people on one person on stage at the Grammys or one person accepting an award or, you know, one person performing, even, even in that case, you talk about performances, you know, very rarely, maybe Ed Sheeran's a good example of somebody who gets on stage alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, I can assure you, I don't know Ed, I'm not a part of his team. I don't mean that it's not disparaging, but there's certainly an army of people under the stage, uh, making sure that everything happens uh, on time. So it's a team sport. And as you get into the business and you, you know, maybe idolize people who are executives or captains of, of industry in different areas, uh, just make sure that you remember that, yes, they are an individual and they're great people who've won and they're, you know, they got the world by the tail and they're doing it. They're doing great. Um, but they're surrounded by people uh, who are there to support them. Greatness is in the agency of, of others. Um, and uh, it takes a lot of people to do what we all do in this mm -hmm. business. So I think that's an important secret, right? We we idolize the people and the artists and the producers and the record executives and all of these things. Uh, but in general, um, there are uh, a lot of people in those in those conversations that are making all of the work work, so to speak. And I think especially like a lot of people think that a majority of it is the labels and the labels play a huge part, but there's also the managers and you have publishers oh, and you have everyone. Yeah. Everybody's, everyone has to be, you know, ideally everybody's you know, kind of rowing in the same direction and working toward the same goal. And uh, yeah, the labels are important. Publishers are important. Managers are important. The touring element of the business is important. The creative element of the business is important. The legal yeah. aspect of the business is important. Like we can't do anything about the lawyers. You know, we can't yep. do without <laughs> contracts being signed. So everyone, and I think you, you bring up a really important point that it's, it's a team even beyond the team. There's a network effect to all of the work that happens. Uh, that's beyond just um, kind of a button pushing executive. Certainly you should aspire to be that and you should want to be that. And when you get there, you should remember that it's been a long list of people who've helped you arrive at, at that point and you should take great care of everybody when you're there. Definitely, yeah. It's a never ending list. <laughs> that is true. All right, already at our last question. Already? Already. <laughs> Throughout your career, I can only imagine you've been asked a lot of questions, whether for industry conferences, the media, or even a promotion. But throughout all of those interviews and all of those questions, I'll bet there was one that you've never been asked but would have liked to. So oh what is that question and what would be your answer? So I don't I don't need a I don't need a question to be asked so that I can, you know, pontificate or, or, or talk about myself. I think you and I had talked just before this started about the real audience, which is people, you know, finding their way into the business or maybe in the earliest stages of their career. And to that, with that in mind, I think the answer to this question for me is um, I want people to ask for what they're looking for. If someone's sitting in my office and they want a job or they want a promotion or they want an opportunity, I want them to be fearless about asking for exactly what it is that they want. That's the question I would like to be asked. If, if someone's in my office and they want a job, I want them to say, can I start on Monday? Yeah. Can I have the job? Am I the right person for the job? Can you like, can we close this now? Um, I think that's, that's critical for young people and, and I can say it in a in a fairly flip, loose, low key way because I've been doing it for a long time, and I've been asking people for things for decades, and I'm I'm good at it. You have to find your your pathway and your voice to what makes you comfortable saying that. But I think um, if you're listening to this, and you are 
you know, preparing for an interview or you're thinking about asking for a raise or a promotion or you're considering moving to another division of a company, then rehearse and, and, and practice and get really comfortable saying what it is that you're going to say to close this deal that you're looking to close, right? If you're leaving college and you're sitting in my office at Columbia Records trying to get a job, and I say, do you have any other questions? Your question should be, can I have the job? Right. Your, your question could, should be, <laughs> when, when, my version of it would be, when do I start? You know, like my mm -hmm. version of it would be, can I just stick around? Can I start now? I'll, like, what do you need me to do? So that, that comes with fearlessness. And I think you need to develop mm -hmm. a fearlessness about, about finding your pathway in because that's, that's what you're trying to do at this point. And, and I think going back to the, the secret, I, this isn't really a secret about the music business. I think it's a secret for the, the young people who are trying to find their way in. It's not actually that hard to get in. Okay. If you're, if you're focused on getting into the music business and you're listening to this podcast and you're taking interviews with music companies, be they record companies or publishers or management companies or whatever, you're already in, you already found your way. So if you've come that far, and somebody who's in a decision-making position, someone with the power to give you the job asks you if you have another question, your question is, can I have the job? <laughs> you heard it here first. You know That's what to it. ask. <laughs> All right. Find, find your version and your, you know, the, the, find the, um, the appropriate version of that for you and your voice and who you are uh, that makes you comfortable saying it because you'll regret not asking and you shouldn't leave the office wondering if you left it all out there. And if you ask okay. that question, then you did. So that's the thing that I that I wish people were fearless about asking all the time. And again, easy for me to say. I've been at it for a long time, and it's been a long time. You know, not a long time, but it's been you know twenty years since I was a twenty five year old kid trying to find my way into the game. Mm -hmm. But uh, but you won't regret asking that question. Be definitive. Uh, be clear, and and work to close. You'll be proud of yourself when they say, you know what. Yes, you can have the job or maybe maybe not more importantly, but what they will think about when they're going back to consider the candidates is the person who said they wanted the job. Because I can assure you this, I'll, I'll finish with this. The person sitting in that chair in the job, making the decisions with the power to make the decision, they got there because they've been asking people to do things for a long time. Mm -hmm. So you got to be fearless about that. So if you're in the room, close. Definitely. Yes, that is great advice. You actually reminded me of, I, I, this is so strong in my head, like one of my internships, um, I had like the interview, it was so last minute. And I just remember the person in charge was interviewing me, asked me, when can you start? And I just said, I could start today. There you <laughs> so go, right you now. Do. <laughs> yep. Can I tell you a funny story before we go? Of course. Do we, are, are we out of time? So no, this is a not. long time ago. This is in, um, this is in uh, I guess, December of 1997. I'm home in, uh, in Milwaukee for uh, the holiday break. And I know I'm, I, I'm intending to move to Los Angeles to find my way into the music business. We're at a holiday party with my family. And the host of the party is like, well, Peter, what are you going to do when you graduate? And I said, I'm going to go, I'm moving to Los Angeles. I'm going to work in the music business. And she said, oh, do you know so-and-so? I said, no. And she walks me through the house and introduces me to so-and-so. And, um, and she said this, you know, she introduces me and said, he wants to work in the music business. And this guy pulls out his phone at the time, a flip phone with an antenna. And he calls his fiance at the time, who's in LA and she works for A&M Records. 
Oh he said, I want to introduce you to someone who wants to work in the music business. And I, I get on the phone with this woman. I have no idea who she was. It's just this random introduction. And, uh, and she, we, we talked for a few minutes and, and she said, well, actually I'm, I'm looking for an intern. She said, when do you have plans to be in Los Angeles? And I said, I'll be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, really? I, I said, if you'll see me, I'll be there tomorrow. She's like, do you want to have lunch? I said, I'll see you for lunch. And I hung up the phone and I left the party and I went home and I bought an airline ticket, pre-internet, and I went to bed and I woke up and I flew to Los Angeles the next morning. I hailed a cab at LAX. I went to the lot at A&M Records. I walked in and I met this woman for lunch and she hired me on the spot. Wow. That was it. That's an amazing it's story. Just, that's, that's an extreme example. That I mean, that's a, that's a dramatic example, but I know... I know how you feel about wanting to get into the business. I understand it. I remember it very clearly. So when you have an opportunity to ask someone for the job, ask for the job. You'll be glad you did. Mm -hmm. Great way to end it. (laughs) Well, Peter, it has been wonderful having you on tonight. I appreciate you taking the time to chat. And to all of our listeners, I know you enjoyed hearing from Peter just as much as I enjoyed speaking with him. So stay tuned for next week's episode of 3Q, where I interview industry professionals for just 15 minutes by asking three powerful questions. See you next time. Thanks for having me.